<clears throat> Welcome back. Uh, it's been a week. Bruce has still got his legs up. It must have been a relaxing week. Well, um, we're, we're recording this right before BrewCon. Yeah. And uh, so, no. No, I'm no. confident it was not a restful week. Yeah, yeah. It was hysterical and fun and all kinds <laughs> of exciting, but restful? No, not so much. Heck yeah. Welcome back to Temple of the Falls Potty. Um <laughs> Uh, we're still between seasons, uh, so we're just kind of, uh, talking, talking shop about certain cards. Uh, last week you heard us talk about Divine Visitation, so if you didn't, go check that out. It's a short little episode, it's fun. This one is gonna also be a short little episode, and fun. Fun. Um, the card that I brought to the table is, uh, something, it's exemplary of... So many things that are things that Bruce and I look out for uh, in casual play, in EDH. Um, And uh, it is one of the more interesting of this category. I'm slow rolling it a bit, but uh, it's one of the more interesting in this category that I uh, keep coming back to because, like, I want to include it more. Um, It's a three-mana mana rock uh it's replicating ring um so watsi has been doing this interesting thing where they've been making uh three mana mana rocks uh sure they're not optimal because there are two mana ones but they they add like an ability so it's either an activated ability or a triggered ability like with Strixhaven stadium uh but this one uh replicating ring uh is three generic mana from kalnheim uh, currently 13 cents snow artifact so any mana it makes is snow mana which is cool uh, taps to add one mana of any color excuse me which is super helpful uh, even in mono decks uh, mono colored decks like it's just unrestrictive um, and then at the beginning of your upkeep put a knight counter on replicating ring then if it has eight or more knight counters on it remove all of them and create eight colorless snow artifact tokens named replicating ring with tap add one of mana of any color um so the tokens it makes are also snow artifacts which is nice if you are going for snow things um but also just like even at its base a three mana mana rock that creates mana of any color is helpful um i mean it's it's manalith plus right uh manalith is three mana generic taps yeah. to add one color of any mana and so everything else is bonus uh yeah. just like this episode uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know with it create with it adding counters obviously there's proliferate that yeah. can add to it to make it faster um but even so like if you get this say turn you get, say you get this out on turn two or, you know, even more unoptimally, get it out on turn three. By turn 11, when it ticks up to eight, or I guess turn 12, because I don't think it adds... It, does it add one until on the next turn? Yeah. So it doesn't add one until the next turn. So <laughs> it'll be eight turns later. So three... So four, it'll get one. Five, it'll get two. Nine, ten, eleven. Turn, turn 11 is when you get 
all of those things. And that's, you know, a very middle of the road result of like, our games tend to last a little longer than turn 11. And if you get to turn 11 and all of a sudden you have eight more mana, amazing. Right. Um, I think that like, it may like, if you get it out past turn three, where it, you'd be playing it on curve, um, it may be a little less helpful, but that's just like the ideal scenario, you know. Like in the very least, it's a three mana mana rock that makes any color, and that's helpful. That ramps you on turn three. Um, I want to include it more just because, like, it seems like a lot of fun when it does exactly what it wants to do. I think that this is a this is the kind of mana rock where it's where you're really commander dependent mm-hmm. um i mean there are a ton of three mana mana rocks that do more yeah faster uh whether it you know i mean everything from chromatic lantern and and the usual group of three mana mana rocks that are out there i mean a lot of them you can sack you know sack to draw cards and do all this other stuff that's great um but you put this in a, with a card with a card like Peer Imaginative Rascal, so you can add a token to it. Hmm. Um, right. I mean, Peer is what if one or more uh, counters would be put on a permanent. Your team controls that many plus one of each of those counters are put on that permanent instead. Yeah. So, so you every get it single after, time, yeah, you're, you you're it doubling it up four turns. Um, you know, and then you've got your host of uh, ways in Simic colors to double. To double right. the tokens, and then you've got uh, proliferate and all, all sorts of other options that way. I mean, this thing is going to be crazy that way. Um, the other part to remember, and I realize that this only really when you're doing when you're doing all of this doubling, and or you know adding twice as many tokens right. instead of just the one. Um, the replicating ring doesn't get sacrificed when all those tokens come off. You get to start again. (laughs) Now, if the restriction on you adding these tokens is the the amount of mana that you have available, well, now you've got eight mana on top of the one mana that this thing can already produce. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, if you want to churn tokens or or churn up more counters on top of this thing, you can easily do that. Oh, definitely. um, Yeah, so if you're doing two or even three more uh more counters on this on the replicating ring every turn uh things start getting crazy really fast yeah i do i do love the idea that they're called that the copies are called replicated ring (laughs) so they can be they can be that's that way they're a little different and they don't get the counters but um especially where like i mean i don't is maelstrom pulse any permanent or is it yeah so maelstrom pulse uh one black green sorcery destroy uh, destroy target non-land permanent and all other permanents with the same name as that permanent so if somebody targets one of the copies they don't get the original or right. not copies but you know what i mean one of the tokens yeah, one of the replicated right. rings um or vice versa which right. is nifty um but it's so interesting to like uh you know compare this to say midnight clock which is uh blue and two uh artifact taps to add blue which yeah. Restrictive because you can't play it in any deck that doesn't mm-hmm. have blue, at least in Commander. Uh, two and a blue put an hour counter on Midnight Clock. 
uh, at the beginning of each upkeep, put an hour counter on midnight clock. Sure, that triggers, you know, four times around, which is cool. Uh, and then on the when the 12th hour counter is put on midnight clock. So, like, you need 12 instead of 8. Yeah. Uh, shuffle your hand and graveyard into your library and then draw seven cards. Exile midnight clock. So it does, uh, what's that card? Time Twister? I believe so. But just for you. Because uh, I think my Time Twister is yeah. symmetrical. Um, you do it once. You need 12 counters. Yeah. Sure, it takes, you know, three rounds. Uh, but also, like, you're putting in probably just as much effort. Granted, this gives you, you know, a way to put more counters on it. Right. But, like, you were already probably... You probably already had ways to give it more counters outside of the two and a blue, or even just turn order. Right. Um, so, like replicating ring, I feel like personally, <laughs> I feel like it. It really, it, it's comparable because of the fact that it it does it does it automatically. But then, if you put in a little bit more effort, it you can really get it going, uh, and people see that, target it, whatever. But, you know, if, if all goes well, then you get mm-hmm. you get a lot of mana. It's amazing how reluctant people are mm-hmm. to use their artifact dis- destruction or permanent destruction on a card that simply taps for mana. Mm. I mean, it's an essential part of the game. We all know this. And yet, over and over again, people use their artifact destruction on the cards they they pay for with the mana right not on the card that got them there in the first place right because they're dealing with the problem right now as opposed to what's going to be the problem so uh, so while it may appear that this one is just sitting there waiting to get targeted and that someone is just going to wait until you get close to the number of counter a number of tokens you need and that are counters that you need and then blow it up it's not likely going to happen yeah, and I think with that too, like it, it's very much like, like, there have definitely been t- games where I'm like, oh, this person has all of their mana invested in mana rocks. If I get rid of their mana rocks, they're I'm it, shutting them off, right? Yeah. Which like is a decision that you have to make. Either shut yes. them off, and they can't immediately win the game in two turns, or you don't shut them off and let them do their thing. So it's right. like very much like how much of a th- like mm-hmm. how much do you want to deal with this threat? Um, but I think replicating ring is like a nice balance of like obviously unoptimized. Obviously, right? There's so much that gets in the way of this being a good card right. that people forget that it is a fun card. Yes, I mean, you know, don't don't get. Don't mistake this. <laughs> we understand that this is a three mana mana rock that essentially does nothing else a lot of the time. Right. But a if lot you're of gonna, the time it just it, yeah, it's just dead. But if you're gonna run manolith, I don't know how many of you are, but uh, if you're gonna run manolith, then like this is just a flashier manolith, and right. like it's I guess funky. that'll probably like it's funky. It's something different. Yeah, that'll yeah. probably attract more targeting, but like, maybe that's what you want. You'll yeah. keep eyes away from other um, things. The other thing that I wanted to spend a little bit more time with this one, please do, is 
It is a snow artifact. Yeah. It makes snow mana. And S- snow mana? Like zero? No, snow. Snow. As oh. in like the, the, the weather. But Bruce, it's April. Yes. Right. Well, all the more reason why you'd need a card to make snow mana. <laughs> um, and by the way, the replicated rings are also snow artifacts. Yeah. They also make snow mana. Obviously, this is only relevant for a very small number of decks that require snow, that would require snow mana for the cards, but they're out there and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's another yeah. option. Just something and, to keep in mind. Yeah. Especially if like, like for example, Blood on the Snow is like a card that's being seen, that's seen a lot of play lately uh, from Kaldheim where it's four black, black, uh, destroy all creatures. If you use more, I think it's like three snow mana to cast this spell, mm-hmm. you get to like essentially take a card i don't know if it's creature or card i'm not gonna look it up it's gonna take too much time uh let's say creature you take a creature from your graveyard put it into play but that's after everything's dead so you can essentially save one of your creatures or if something has a good etb or if for whatever reason you left your commander in your graveyard uh you get it right back out right it's great yeah oh um yeah, I, I want to play more of this card. I think I just need to pick up more copies. Uh, yeah, I don't have any, actually. Uh, the more I think about it, I think between Kaldheim and Ikoria, I just like didn't open a lot of cards. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, and I don't think I really like took time to look at what came out in those sets. Um, I think Kaldheim probably has a lot of cards that I want that I just don't realize, uh, which is where this comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have one of these. Uh, and I need more. I have, uh, well, I'm one of those lucky guys that has four copies of Doubling Season, mm-hmm. and uh, this card belongs in that deck. Yeah. Um, the yeah. idea that I can double the rate I put the count, I put the counters on the card, and then double the number of tokens that I get when it comes out, so it would happen twice as fast and give me twice as many. Oh my God! Imagine in your peer deck yeah oh yeah i'm thinking about that like you get four times as many counters every upkeep or every one of your upkeeps yes with peer and doubling season you would get four because you get two because you get i think peer is an extra one and then yeah you stack it so that you get two and then you double it and then double the two um so then you get that many night counters so after two turns uh you get 16 so then yeah amazing and then you would get yeah so in two turns you would then get 16 what is this christmas in april um i i I don't even think that that's unreasonable i like the fact that it takes only two turns for that to happen like your opponents need an answer immediately yeah uh which is pretty cool um i don't know if that deck has too many ways of mana output i mean like to sink mana into uh, I'm sure there's something. If not, I'm sure your next step is to look at that. Um, yeah. But there's I, all I, sorts of all sorts of options. Yeah, I think as we head into season seven, um, I I think this card is exemplary of our attitude toward the game because yeah. it's like even I mean even to the point of Temple of False God is a card that you don't necessarily like. It does you good early game. And you don't hate to see it late game. Um, but it is also one of those things that, like, 
it's not optimal. Um, obviously, if you have yeah the temple within the like in your opening hand, you've got thinking to do about how early you can play it. Um, and with this, you like it does a thing, and there's definitely a point in the game where it doesn't help you anymore. Right. Just like the temple. Granted, as does most lands, any beyond a certain point in the game, any single given land or mana producing anything is just like, yeah, it's just one of the boys. <laughs> it's right. just there. Uh, so I, I, I think that this fits nicely into our oeuvre of... Uh, uh, but we got a cool season coming up for you. Season seven, uh, starting things off with, starting things off with vengeance, starting things off with fury and anger, uh, and how, uh, how you can use that. So be sure to stick around next week for that. Right. Because we know everything there is to know about fury, vengeance, and just generally being angry. Uh, thank you again for listening to our cool episodes let us know what you think uh we're gonna be back next i mean we're gonna be back next season with i mean next week with a whole season but uh after that we'll we'll do this again and again and again you bet uh yeah see you next week uh thank you so much for listening uh might as well say it may your fifth land be the temple bye bye Bye. <laughs> wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!